0: Not really from Illinois. So, uh, I am a Texan by birth. Uh, so uh, all right. I hope I don't tear that up. Hey, man. All right. Anyway, I, I am from uh, Pasadena, Texas. grew up down there. It's a uh, suburb suburb of uh, Houston. And so uh, my wife and I have been in the ministry over 35 years, but. Uh, I guess it's a little over eight years ago. We started Ambassador Baptist Ministries, and uh, we uh, our, our burden is this, folks. Our, our nation is in trouble. And, uh, you know, the, the problem is not all the stuff that he uh, tries to and The he tries to hide him, all the divisions, whether it's racial or uh, the social-economic divisions, the uh, uh, liberal, conservative. Division, go all, all the things they uh, try to tell us is a problem. Those things are not a the problem. The problem, is the fear, and uh, that we need to get a hold of that. As people, young, because listen, I, I I believe this with all my heart. See, I'm I'm looking at the crowd this a solution. that I, I really believe that. See, you folks care whether people get saved or not. You folks care about what's going on. And you go down to Walmart or the bank or the local auto parts store, wherever you want to go, and you ask them uh, if, if they care about folks getting saved or anything like that. They'll walk in and laugh at you. See, they don't care. They don't care anything about revival in our nation. But this crowd cares. And, and the truth is, this crowd can do something about it. And, and I, I would encourage you to... And think on that because the the problem if we get a hold of this, the problem's not with the lost crowd, folks. The lost crowd are doing what they have always done. See the problem with the savior, we are not doing what we're supposed to do. And because of that our nation is change. Now, I get it. I, I believe you know the Lord soon will come back. So there there are things that God is doing to uh Set up, uh, you know, the, the Antichrist, the tribulation period, all that kind of thing. But, but, see, we, we may not ever have national revival again. But I do believe this: we can have individual revival, we can have church-wide revival, amen And we really need to be fighting for that. And I believe if we begin to have church-wide revival, and you begin to affect the county and things So, let me do this. Let's pray. And we'll uh, uh, I'll just kind of get into uh, the Bible handout how we got started in that, and, and then branch out from there. All right, so let's pray. Father, Lord, it is so good to uh, uh, be in your house again. be around people that do care. Be around. Lord, this is my crowd. I I'm so glad that Lord I, I can come all the way from Texas and uh, still feel at home. God, I'm so thankful. God, with folks that care, Lord, we'd ask you just to, it, it's an off night as far as we're concerned, Lord, we'd ask you to meet with us. We need your presence, God. I need your power. I, I want to say things that will help, that will be an encouragement, that, God, that, that will help to, to change our lives, to change this nation. Lord, we just ask you for your presence. Feel me, feel the people of God might have hearing ears and understanding heart. In Christ's name I pray, amen. Let me just start off by saying, in, uh, uh, you know, in July, I guess, of 2020, we had uh, started uh, the Bible handout ministry. Uh, you know, our, our church is, is big on getting out and knocking doors. We have a big bus ministry. We, uh, we want to get out and into the neighborhoods. To folks about the Lord Jesus Christ because of COVID. Those things were hindered, but we still had a responsibility to get the gospel out. So, I, I just had the thought of, you know, uh, doing a Bible handout. We've seen something like it down in the Mississippi area, uh, but uh, uh, we, we they were not really working with local churches. A lot of things they weren't doing, but uh, that, that doesn't matter. But anyway, uh, so uh, I, I talked to my pastor, I said, what, what do you think well, I got a couple of banners, put them up the back of my truck, uh, just say free Bible, and pull up at Walmart and see what happens. He said, man, it sounds like a great idea. So we did that. We, uh, got us some Bible, uh, got a couple of banners, made it, made a PVC frame, and put it up the back of my truck, and uh, went down to uh, uh, Walmart there in our town, and uh, in about... we'd given out somewhere around 25 of them that night. I, I'll be honest with you, i kind of go back and we're pretty excited at what God had done. Now, to be honest, that thing has really, uh, it, at least in my mind, we've been able now to see we have at least 35 churches that are doing the Bible handout. Let me uh, just read to you. This was from uh, this uh, weekend from a church in uh, Brighton, Illinois. Pastor uh, Don Letson uh, wrote this. He said, the man I led to Christ two weeks ago at our uh, free Bible handout was in church this morning. Oh, so was one of the other ladies we met here in that same Bible handout. That's two weeks in a row for her. He said he pays to serve uh, Jesus every day. So uh, we uh, we, we have seen just amazing the Bible handout, and I, I think it's because of this. It is simply a, a thing of uh, the folks that we're getting to talk to are folks that are already interested. Uh, they are coming to us, uh, so they've already expressed a spiritual interest. Uh, they've seen the sign that says uh, free Bibles. They come to us, and, and they're already interested. Some folks come. Uh, because they're they just are excited. Somebody's uh, passing out bibles. They'll be from another church in the area, and they just stop and say, "Hey, thanks for doing that." We have other folks that uh, stop and well, get involved. To be honest, uh, we had a uh, we were outside of a broker grocery store down in Texas one one day, and the manager came out. We thought, Oh, you know, here he goes. He's going to run us off out of the parking lot. Next thing we know, he's out there with us, handing out bibles. He's about what's going on, you know, so uh, we were excited about that. Uh, we were in Akron, Ohio uh, with the church and had a man stop. He said he, he saw what we were doing. He, he liked it, and uh, he just wanted to stop and be a blessing, so he handed a fellow some money and drove off, and uh, the guy came over and gave it to me. He gave us $670 that day for buying So uh, it, it's been amazing what we've seen, but the biggest thing, obviously, I many folks we're seeing actually in church. Again, I credit that because they they're already looking for something. They're already hungry, And it's not like and listen, I, I'm for knocking doors. I'll never quit that. Uh, but I, I am finding that kind of success rate and doing a Bible handout has just been prevented because again they're coming to us. So uh, in July of 2020, again we started the Bible handout have been really, its kind of taken over our ministry since then. Our heart when we got started eight years ago was just helping small churches and help start new churches all over the nation. Our, our, our nation's in desperate need of good Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, Bible-practicing church amen. And so we want to be a part of helping get the church started. Uh, there's a lot of uh, folks were closing about 4,000 churches only starts about 1,500. Of that 1,500, it's about 50% make it more than five years. You can see we're on the losing side. Now, we know we're not on the losing side, amen? But uh, our nation is such an, a, a, a spiritual, uh, man, it's a, it's a moral free fall that we're in. I mean, I, who would have ever thought we we're seeing some of the things we're seeing? I've never had this thought in my life. Uh, across the room see some fella and think Boy, I can't wait to kiss him can I tell you that's not normal thinking yeah, isn't that what they're trying to tell us today it is normal thinking I, I've never wanted to put on a dress and go outside and, uh, you know kind put it around us. but they're telling us that's normal that's folks that is not normal stuff I don't care what they tell us so uh, our nation's in a shape that uh uh, we listen, we we've got to do everything we can to uh, in this stage to see folks saved, to see life change. But again, I believe the Lord's coming back soon because of that. I, I think the Bible's clear we need to occupy killing Amen. Uh, what one of the things that we had to do when we first got started was uh, get a hold of Bible because a lot of, of uh, ministries around the uh nation print fibers, but most of them want to send those to the foreign field. And so uh, we had to end up printing our own Bibles These are just a custom cover New Testament that we uh, had uh, uh, printed ourselves. It's got a good font in it. It's got good paper in it. Your preacher, I'll let you hang on to that one. But, uh, and, and in the back, it has a plan of salvation in it. Uh, we get those for about a dollar apiece. Uh, the Lord blessed even with getting the raising the money to be able to get uh, the first twenty thousand. We've got another twenty thousand on order right now because of the supply shortages that uh, we're having problems getting paper and cover stock. And so we ordered them uh, three, three months, four months ago, and we won't get delivery until I'm over. So pray for us, because We are running out of binders. I don't want to use just a dollar store or something There, for me, they're just not inside. The font's small; you can't read them. There's just a lot of problems there. Anyway, so uh, let me let me just kind of get into uh, what we do when somebody pulls. We'll have uh, the New Testament. We'll have a church track inside that New Testament. Uh, when we get to a place and we set up. We'll put tracks inside the uh, New Testament. When somebody pulls up, we'll simply do this. And I, I encourage folks: number one, do not drag foot around. Y'all know what drag foot means, amen. All right, now, we're we right? Or Is that a southern turn that y'all are going? are uh, Don't, don't, don't just uh, be lazy about getting to the amen. But uh, when when somebody pulls up, I'll take the track out. I'll hand them the Bible. And then I'll hand them the track, invite them to church, tell them where we're from, invite them to church, and then talk with them maybe about their spiritual background for a minute. And then simply go into a, a soul when talk by saying something as simple as this. Just listen, obviously you care about spiritual things. Let me ask you about eternity. You died today, you know you are going to heaven. Something as simple as that, just to transition into talking to them about the Lord. Again, we have, uh, well, over the last two weeks, we uh, have gone home uh, for a couple of weeks, and uh, uh, we've had nine saved over, I think, six Bible men, is that right, five five Bible handouts. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've had nine saved, so, man, God is still using it. I, I don't know about y'all, but I just, I get excited every time I think about it because I, I don't know about you listening in the age that we're in, we're not seeing a lot of folks saved anymore. Uh, we used to, preacher, I know when I first got saved 40 years ago, when you go out knocking doors, people would, would talk to you. They, they'd answer their door. They, they were open to talking with you about the Lord. You could see folks saved at the door and, and get them to church today. It just does not seem like there's that many that are getting saved at the door or that will come once uh, they do make a the profession there at the door, so um, you know, it's just its exciting to be able to see the success of uh, somebody coming, so really it's just a, a simple uh, a transition from going from, you know, inviting you to church to talking to them about the Lord, and I, I want to just go over some things tonight uh, I, I have found this, uh, in preacher, I don't know if maybe it's the same in your life, but Back when I got saved, as we would go out, you'd kind of go with several partners and maybe learn how to talk to somebody by just going out with other folks. I, I remember I'd go out, and say anything, I'd just listen. And really that's how I learned how to win souls to Christ, was just listening to other folks. And, you know, again, we were having a lot of folks saved at the door back then that I find it's not that common today, so folks are uh, going out today folks will get excited, they'll come out and whether they go out in the bus ministry or they go out uh, you know, a you know, soul winning uh, a night or something but because we're not seeing that many folks get saved, a lot of people do not know how to win a soul to Christ or never have, Now, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody, but How many of you have ever led somebody to Christ? Would you raise your hand? All right. That's about half the crowd. Maybe a little over. So that's great. I'd say this. Your church is above average. The majority of churches that I go to and ask that question, it is usually around a third of the folk have led somebody to Christ. Most do not even know. They, they they know they ought to do. We do a lot of preaching on, you know, you ought to go, you ought to tell folks. And let me say this, soul winning is not just a time or a place. Soul winning is a lifestyle. Amen? I, I mean, it ought to be everywhere we go. Every, I, I mean, man, carry tracks with you all the time, whether you're at the bank or McDonald's. It doesn't matter where you are at work. Uh, man, we probably all have friends and family that are not saved, maybe neighbors, Man, you ought to be ready at any time to uh, talk to somebody about the practice. I, I would say it this way. You know, a lot of times, I think we don't really maybe think through things. But, you know, we, we send our kids off to college. And, uh, man, we, we do that so that uh, they'll get a good education. Y'all help me out. Why do why we want to get a good education? Yep. Y'all don't be scared you now. Why? Why do we? Why do we send them to college to get a good education? Be what successful? What? What's the? What's the definition of successful? Yeah, in the world, be what? Get them out of the house. It's about this. It. It's about money. It really is. And 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 we'll send a kid to college for four years, eight years, or something. And, and it's all about money. But Let me ask you, man: What's more important, them learning some kind of career or trade, or learning how to win somebody's prize? See, Philemon, verse six says this: That the communication of thy faith may become effectual. See, it, we ought to work at being good. We ought to, I, I, I give the three P's of uh, uh, of soul winning. Amen, amen. Anybody seen those commercials on TV? The three P's of uh, life insurance. It's price, price, price. I think y'all are looking at me like that. Yeah. yeah, who watches TV? Uh, so,
1: so <laughs> the,
0: the three P's of soul winning is practice, practice, practice. Amen. Work at it. You're not going to be your best until you be work at Amen. And I'd say this. It is worth working at. It. It's worth practicing. It's worth doing everything that you can to learn how to be your best to become a soul winner. So let me just uh, go through a few things here. First, I take your Bible to Colossians chapter 1 and verse 23. I, I want to say this as I get started. I believe. That the Bible is just as much about a book of methodology as it is theology. Stop and think for a second. How many of y'all believe that the command to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature? How many of y'all believe that's a literal command? You see, it, it, and that's we are. That is something that it, it, we're supposed to do. In fact, uh, I'd say it this way. We, at the very moment that you get saved, you're drafted into God's army. We even teach our kids that, don't we? We sing that song in junior church. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never fly over the sea, but I'm the Lord's army. Yes, sir. We I mean, were in an army. You were drafted soldier to endure hardship. Listen, when you're in an army, the commands are not optional. So when it is not an option, so when it's not a gift, so when it is a command. Now, let me ask you this. If it is a literal command to reach every creature, now, how many of you think God is just going kind to of do this? He'd, he'd give us the command. And then say, all right, good luck on figuring out how to come do it. Does that make any sense at all? See, it doesn't, does it? God knows we're a bunch of NF morons. Might as well be honest about it. Man, if it's up to us to figure out how to get the... Come on. Let's be honest. We're failing right now at the job. Now, let me ask you, how many believe that it's ever been accomplished? That there is some generation that got the gospel to every preacher here in their generation. Anybody you believe that's ever happened? You believe that right now? Right. How many of you say, I don't think it's ever happened to a preacher? I'm not sure. How many are cowards who are not going to raise their hand one way or the other? Amen. All right. Take Colossians 1.23. Let's look at it here. Look at what this says. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Look at this. Which ye have heard, and which was preached to whom? Huh. Which is under heaven whereof I Paul and made a minister. Can I say this? We know what it was accomplished at least one time. Now, I believe personally it may have been accomplished at other times. It's just not reported in Scripture. Can I say it's a literal command that we're under? And folks, we are failing at the job right now. We're failing at the job because I, I believe this. We left God's plan the method of. It's it's it there is a method in this. Take take and turn to Acts twenty twenty. Acts twenty twenty. I, I use this as a uh, plan as I teach so winning I use this. Paul used it. It says here, I get back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and taught you publicly and from house to house. What he did, that's defined both to the Jews and also to the Greeks. Repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. See, Paul said, I got a method. This is a method. I showed you. I, I sat down and, and showed you publicly showed you how to lead somebody to Christ. He, he didn't have a New Testament, amen? He had Old Testament scripture, But he would sit down and show them how to take the scriptures and testify to the Jews and also to the Greeks. Then he said, I taught you publicly. He had classroom sessions, just like we're doing tonight, on how to some biblical and practical principles of how to win souls to Christ. Then he said, from house to house, he did on the job three. He, he took them out and, and uh, would show them how to lead someone to Christ. Second uh, 2 Timothy 2.2. 2, I don't know if you know the scripture, but it says this. And, uh, let's see. And the things which thou hast heard me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. So there's a, also there is the teaching of continuation. That, that same thing that Paul taught those men, the same things that he received, he taught others there to take and to pass it on uh, to other faithful men. So there are methods in this book. He sent them out in Luke chapter 10 in verse uh, 1. He sent them out uh, two by two. Uh, so, folks, there is a spiritual method to go with and, and winning souls to Christ. And and we have just we've gotten away from those things. And I, I believe it's hurt us. So uh let me let me see. Let me catch up with my notes here. Uh the initial step in training new soul winners is to show you how to lead somebody to Christ uh following scripture. So let me move on from that. Amen. Uh one of the things that, that I think that uh we, we What I'm going to do tonight is just try to take and give us some biblical principles for soul. I understand I and usually what I take five days to teach, I'm gonna to try to teach as much as I can tonight. But but understand this, folks. Listen, we, we need to do our best to, to learn the biblical principles that God has given us as we go out into a lost world. Because folks, they're hurt. We know Satan is going to fight us, amen. And and the Bible says in uh, 2 Corinthians 2:11 that we we shouldn't be ignorant of his devices. And he he definitely has devices that he uses to try to stop us. And so, man, I, I would say it this way: Remember, what is it? 1 Peter 3:15. It, it says, "But sanctify the Lord God in your heart." And be ready I'll, always give an answer to everything that asks you for reasons of hope. It's. See, you ought to be ready at the drop of a hat. It says, but sanctify the Lord God. That, that thing of the gospel, you ought to set it apart. You ought to know it like a soldier knows his weapon. You ought to know the, the plan of salvation and how to be able to go through it. So that man at a moment's notice. Because you and I never know when we're going to have opportunity, when God's going to open a door, when someone's going to ask. We we just don't know. And we need to be ready. And too many times we either either we're not prepared spiritually, which that's a shame on us. Amen. We're not prepared spiritually. Sometimes we're not prepared physically. But can I say, folks, we need to understand. Man, those folks out there are dependent on us. They're dependent on us. And, and right now, and I, I'm not trying to be unkind, but we're failing them. And th- that's not fair. I don't know about you, but I'm sure glad somebody got the gospel to me. And I, I'm glad I got saved. And listen, you know, those of you that have on, had opportunity to lead somebody to the Lord, man. To me, there's no greater blessing, no greater joy than just to watch somebody, man, just kind of think comes, amen. You can tell they they got it, man. The Holy Spirit of God begins to convict, and man, they get it, and, and you get to you, you get to uh, lead them to Christ. Understand, it is an impossibility, two impossibilities it. So first, it's an impossibility for you to talk to somebody about the Lord by yourself. Cannot do it. Remember Matthew 28, 20. Lo, I'm with you. See. See, every time and that verse is specific to the gospel. He said, every time you talk to somebody, I'm with you. So it's impossible for you to go so with by yourself. Secondly, there's only three possibilities from winning. Number one is this, you plant it. Number two, you water it. Number three, God gives it to peace. Sometimes we get to see folks saved. Yeah. So, I understand. Man, if we, one of the things that I grasp, I don't know how many years back it was, but that helped me in my soul when it was dead. God wants folks saved more than I do. So, you know, to be honest, that took a lot of pressure off of me. Well, see, boy, if we get a hold of this, I can't save anybody. Amen? It is God's job to do the convicting and the saving. It's my job just to tell them. Now, let's be honest. I need to be my best at telling them. Amen? But let's do this. Learn to leave the results up to God. I do not have to kick hands when I walk away from somebody saying, boy, I wish they would. Be. It's not my job. I, I, all I have to do is tell them, preacher. That, be my best at telling them. But understand, man, God wants to save more than And so, uh, uh, the, I, to me, just a few of those basic things help me. So, uh, let me see. In fact, Talk about that. Talk about that. All right. Let me go through some just some uh, some biblical principles that we need to understand as we go. And again, I, I'm going to say this. Miss Debbie, if you would. Brother Caleb, would you help uh, here? I don't know if I have enough cards, but if I don't, I have more that uh, than we'll pass out. Uh, I'll get them, too. What I'm going to teach tonight is just very basic stuff. Some of you, it'll be a refresher course. Maybe you've led folks to Christ. Maybe you'll hear some new things. More than likely, you'll hear a lot of things that you've heard before. For those that have never won a soul to Christ and don't know how, then really, you've got to start somewhere. So I start with just a basic, simple, Romans uh, road-type salvation plan. Simple... It's the fact of sin, the consequences of sin, the remedy for sin, and the individual response to the gospel. We go through those again. The fact of sin, the consequences of sin, the remedy for sin, and the individual response to the gospel. All of those who are on this card, and also five approach questions there. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But I, I want to just give you some very simple uh, uh, basic here, you can have this, Brother Caleb. Uh, and again, I have some more that, that we can pass out. So we'll just have to get them later. So understand tonight as I go through things, it's just going to be some basic things, simple things, but things I think that will help you. Number one tonight, is we get into some biblical principles, is this fear is. Fear is a factor. I don't care how long you've been winning souls Right? Listen, Listen, fear gets everybody. And there, there is whether it's the fear uh, of I'm not adequate, it's the intimidation uh, of I don't know them, what if I say something and they laugh at me, what if they don't want to hear it, uh, what if I say something and I mess up. I, I mean, just fear is a factor to realize that this and that is one of Satan's devices to keep us from talking to folks about the Lord. And understand, y'all help me out. Where does that fear come from? Does it come from God? How do we know it doesn't come from God? Say it again, preacher. There you go, Scripture, 2 Timothy 1:7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and so if we know it doesn't come from God, we know where it comes from. Amen? It comes from Satan. So we we have a defense. What's our defense? Y'all help me. Take the shield of faith. Why? Wow, we walk by faith, not by. See? We do not have to let that thing of fear defeat us. We have a shield of faith. and just it, the biggest thing, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that you need to take away from tonight is this: learn to trust the Holy Spirit of God. He's the one that's got to do the work. And and even in our failures, the Holy Spirit of God can take our failure and still help those people to understand it and they get saved. I don't know about you, preacher, but I, mind I've gone through the plan of salvation and, I, and thought, boy. An idiot. I mean, you know, how dumb can I be? And yet they still get saved. And so, listen, what is that? It's just God wanting somebody to save more than I do. Amen. And and so we've we've got to learn, folks, as we go. The biggest thing is this always trust the Holy Spirit of God. Let let Him do the work. We don't we're not in the arm twisting business. Amen. I don't know, preacher, how much y'all saw it up here, but I've seen that it, it, to me. Whether it's called easy prayerism or one, two, three, pray after me. Uh, we kind of got caught up in that stuff uh, uh, and it, and amongst the independent Baptists and soul winning. I, I would caution you, do not let talking to somebody become mechanical. Always use a conversational method. Talk with them, not at them. Amen? Nobody wants me be talked at, but talk to them. Amen? as we talk to them, we can listen, that, that means doing several things. First, ask their name and remember it. I mean, y'all are careful at that. I am the world's worker I can ask their name and two seconds later, forget it. Amen. Uh, ask their name and use their name. Ask their name, remember it. Alright? Uh, then, uh, use their name. Do this. Ask questions as you're going through the plan of salvation. Ask questions. That keeps them involved. Alright? Do this. Use hand gestures. As I go through uh, talking to somebody, if I see that they're being distracted, I I usually use the uh, topic here of this. Learn to shoe away birds. Y'all remember the parable of the sower? Amen? Remember the seed that fell by the wayside, what happened to it? Out of the air comes the flowers of the seed, alright? So we need to learn to shoe away birds. We can do that by again asking their name and using it. You ever been out somewhere and somebody say your name? What happens when they, they say your name? Man, immediately your head turning, they're drawn to them. Uh, it's the same way. Hey Debbie, look at this right here. It it draws their attention back. Uh, Again, uh, point to the scripture. Uh, I know in my wife's New Testament, she highlights the scripture that she's going to be using so that that helps to draw their attention to that. All right? So uh, use hand gestures. uh, Use their name. Again, ask questions. uh, So that, again, keeping them involved in the conversation. Because we know... Satan is going to show up as you're trying to talk to him and try to distract them. We know it's going to happen. It's, it's a biblical truth that's going to happen. So if that's the case, then learn to shoe away bird. Amen? Now, let me say this. All sinners are like green beans. Now, y'all know that one, right? Yeah, really, Taylor? Really, really, I do know. I know. Uh, let me, let me uh, give you just a biblical principle. Now, as we go, listen. Uh, uh, you, you ever gone down to the grocery store? You go to the canned vegetable aisle. You find the green bean section. There's Libby's and Del Monte, maybe Green Giant, some store brand. But you open the can up. What's on the inside? Green beans. Sinners are just exactly like that. See, they wear all kind of labels. And I'm a Catholic. I'm a motorcycle. I'm, I'm this, I'm that. This, it doesn't, doesn't matter. On the inside, they're the same. They need one thing. The Bible says this in Romans 1.16, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it, it is the power of God and of salvation. To all that believe in the New person on the street. So understand, I don't care what they say their label is, or what they outwardly project their label is. What they need is the gospel. Man, never take it for granted that somebody's saved. Never take it for granted somebody... They can say, I, yes, never take it for granted that somebody's saved. Don't do... They can Man, I'm a, I go to this Baptist church, all right? We ask you, if you die today, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? And it, listen, depending on their answer, I'm going to dig deeper, all right? Because, listen there's a lot of folks that have learned the jargon we, we had a catholic man pull up just uh, saturday uh and, and one of the young men went over there to talk to him and the man he, he went to give him a uh, bible the man said i'm a catholic i don't need it and uh so uh mike started trying to talk to him and uh he he just refused the bible uh, he kept saying, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Catholic. Mike tried to get past that. We wouldn't let him pass it. And sometimes they won't, but listen, it, 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 our job is this. Man, is to try to dig. Listen, I've learned to do this. Please. Folks, we can't afford not to be aggressive. Now, I, I'm not saying be unkind or be mean. If somebody, you know, just says no, then all right, let let it go. But as long as they'll talk to you, as long as there's a door there open, keep talking to them. Be aggressive with them. I I remember one preacher said this, we're not going to send them to hell number two. Amen. So so you know, just just keep talking. Uh, Try to try to get through. And be aggressive about that. especially at a Bible handout. Understand, they have come to us. So they they are already saying, I'm interested. Why would we not be aggressive with that crowd? If they're already interested, then man, let's be aggressive with them. I I have to be honest, I've kind of chided a few folks when they weren't really aggressive with people. I said, man, wait a minute, you had an opportunity there. They were interested. And uh, so... Uh, learn that that uh, uh, to to be aggressive. Learn that 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 thing of fear, it is a factor. Uh, let me think here. Let me. I'm trying to go through as much of this as I can. Uh, we're not out in the debate, Don. Remember, uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, he said, "For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified." See, this is a thing, folks. I remember when I when I was a kid, uh, all right had a '67 Mustang. Man, night nice, Bridget. Had a 289. Uh, had a three-speed automatic c a C4 a Ford transmission, but uh, had a Holly 654 barrel. Uh, had, had headers on it. Uh, man, that thing was running good. I mean, I, it was a is a nice little car. But to be cool back then, Richard, you had to have the F. Y'all know what FM radio is. You had to have FM. All I had was hating. Man, I'd beat on that bag and beat on it, but it never would pick up uh, any FM station. Can I tell you that a lost man is just like that? See, the Bible says, uh, for the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, is. neither can he know them. They're foolishness. So understand, to debate doctrine with the lost man is like beating on that uh, AM radio trying to get FM out of it. It it didn't have the receiver. And, And if you're trying to debate doctrine with the lost man, might he have an opinion? Yes. But does he really understand? He cannot. It is an impossibility. Let me give you a biblical illustration. Remember uh, Nicodemus? Remember? How, how many of y'all know what it means to be born again? Let me see Y'all remember how dumb Nicodemus was? When Jesus said you must be born again, Nicodemus, in, in, in all his religious uh, uh, knowledge, he said, and a man in a man? You want to get him in the back of the head and say what it's wrong. He was lost. He could not understand. And when we try to debate whether it's King James, whether it's uh, uh, infant baptism uh, versus, sprinkling uh, versus, versus uh, uh, immersion, or whether it's Baptist versus Catholic, or whatever, the debate doctrine does not make any sense. All you're doing is beating on him. You're hurting me. Yes, he probably has but he cannot understand. Don't go out and debate doctrine with a lost man. Uh, You're you're, uh, hurting them, and it it won't help at all. Uh, One of the big things I think that hinders folks in their soul when it is this, that they're afraid that somebody might ask them a question uh, that they can't answer. Now, uh, there's several ways that I, I teach to deal with it. Uh, I know a lot of pastors have their own way of dealing with it, so if your pastor teaches you something different than what I do, who do you listen to? Your pastor. Y'all were not quick enough on that. I scares me. You always listen to your pastor first. Say amen right there. Pastors always listen. When it comes to teaching, he's right. Amen right there now. All right. So, this is the thing now. Listen. uh, Now I lost my phone. Help me. Where was I? Yeah. (laughs) Pastor's always right.
1: That's it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Ask me questions. Listen. Two things that I've learned to do. Number one is this. Be honest. I know that's a novel idea. You know what? I'm just not sure. Can I do this? Maybe uh, uh, I'll get back with you uh, and, and give you an answer later. Just be honest. Let them know that you don't know. Hey, folks, how many of y'all know the whole Bible? See, I, I, man, I've been at this thing over 40 years, and can I tell you, I, I feel more and more every year like I know less and less. That, that's the truth. So, listen, we don't all have the answers. I, I tell people to do this. Listen, you know what? I'm not sure of the answer, but I know this. I have a pastor that's a student of the Bible, and he would love to come over and maybe go over that question with you. Uh, and, and we could set up... <laughs> just <laughs> He's got it back. <laughs> so, but I can tell you what's going to happen when you tell them that. They're going to say, no, that's all right. Why? They don't want the pastor coming to their house. They just don't. So... Every, just about every time I've told somebody that, this is my pastor's a great student of the Bible, he'd love to come over to this, I? and And then I'll always try to do this, is just say, listen, that's a great question, but can I finish what I'm showing you right now and we'll get back to that. Normally, uh, once uh, you've gone on past that, they're gonna forget all about that question anyway, all right? That's not always the case. But you can, man. If you come back to it and you don't have an answer, uh, just man, tell them I'll get back with you, or maybe my back will come back. Bye. All right. Because listen, it happens where folks have questions now, maybe can't answer. And so you know, the best policy, folks, is just be honest. With you. Just be honest. But also, I know this. I've seen it too many times. That is another way that. Satan uses to distract people by coming up with questions that really have no bearing on anything, and so I try to just put that off. And that's that is a good question, but I tell you what, could I could I go ahead and finish this, and we'll get back to that? And usually I find, and I I ask them for permission to do that. All right, I always do as I when I first start talking in this kind of maybe digressing a little bit, but it's when I first start talking to folks about uh, the Lord, I will ask for permission to, you know, take their time and show them uh, from the Scripture how they can be
1: saved.
0: Folks, we can't afford a bad testimony. Amen? And if if they don't want to hear it, we're not in the arm twist. So I I am, I'm going to ask them, hey, uh, uh, listen, uh, Come your first. Name. James. James, James uh, listen, listen. Uh, the, the Bible says you can know for sure you're going to heaven. Would you allow me to take the Bible and just show you a few simple things how we can, how you can know that for sure? By, by just asking the question. He has the opportunity to say yes. Sir. All right? And, and uh, to be honest to me, it kind of sets me at ease. I don't have to feel like I'm twisting this guy's arm. I don't have to worry about whether, you know, he's going to, uh, you know, sit there thinking, man, I wish this guy would leave me alone. We all know that that, that happens, amen? It does. But, but if I get his permission, then I, to me, I, I'm a little bit more comfortable as I go through things, all right? Uh, let's see. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let me turn over there real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. It, it says this in verse 6. Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you except I shall speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, prophesying doctrine? Uh, let's see. Verse 9, so likewise ye accept, ye uttered by the tongue words easy to be understood. Uh, understand, folks, that as we talk to people, we need to use words easy to be understood. We know the term salvation. We know what we're talking about. The lost crowd doesn't necessarily know. Man, we'll use terms like justification, glorification, salvation. They don't necessarily know what those terms mean. Amen. So make sure you do this. Make it, use use words easy to be understood. And in saying that, I I would say this. They need to understand what we're saying, what our objective is, what their response needs to be uh, to to what we've shown. Uh, If they don't don't understand, and I'll do this, I will ask folks, Listen, so, in fact, I asked a lady named Brenda uh, just the other day. I'd gone through the gospel. So I said, now, Brenda, according to the Bible, what do you need to do? And she said simply, well, I need to call on the Lord and ask you to say Makes pretty good sense to me, amen? Sounds like she understood. So I want to make sure that I use words so that they understand what I'm saying. And they understand what the objective is, what their response needs to be. I remember one time my wife and I were in Highlands, Texas, in a uh, laundromat. Uh, It was early in the morning. We were doing uh, our our laundry, and the lady came in. And uh, I uh, began to talk to her about the Lord and uh, went through the gospel with her. And I asked her, I said, now would you like to be saved? She said, "I, I, I would. And I said, look, I'm ask the Lord to help you to understand those things I showed you. Then I'm going to give you opportunity. You just tell the Lord what's in your heart. Uh, sometimes I'll leave folks in, in a, uh, a prayer, but I'll, I'll get back to that. But uh, I, I'll normally ask them or, or tell them, listen, you just tell the Lord what, what's in your heart. So I prayed and I, I asked the Lord to help me understand what I told her and then I said ma'am you go ahead you tell the Lord what's in your heart right now she said Lord you know I've been stealing at Walmart I think she understood amen. so you never know what the response is going to be now let me back up a little bit and say that now, I, I'm not opposed to leading somebody in a, in a prayer but let me say this prayer does not save anyone Words do not save anyone. We need to make sure if we lead them in a prayer that they understand that words cannot save anyone. That it's a matter of the heart. I'll use the illustration many times. Uh, of As I was growing up, uh, I had three older sisters. Now, y'all should have said all oh, right there. No, that's that's a hard thing to grow up with. Amen. And we fought all of life God's judgment was on here or something, but but we talk all the time, and, and man, every once in a while my am get fed up with it. Can get done, Scott. That's enough. You say apologize for your sin. I say I'm sorry. Can I say mom didn't buy that? You see, that's not what God's looking for from somebody. See, he's looking for repentance. Repentance is this, saying, I'm sorry. I- I'm guilty. In fact, if I am going to lead somebody in a word of prayer, I will tell them, look, you need to understand. It. The Bible is clear. You've sinned against the Holy God. You broke his law. You chose to do that. And because of that, the Bible's clear. You deserve it. Do you understand that? I'll make sure that they understand. Because listen, folks, if they don't get it, I don't care how many prayers they pray. Prayer is not going to save them. They must understand. It must. It's a matter of the heart. The Bible says it's repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus. So I, I'll I'll illustrate that that very thing of how my sisters and I fought, and and you can kind of go to God and say, I'm sorry, he's not going to accept that, he's looking for a true part of repentance, amen, man, it's 8 o'clock, uh, amen, well, alright, let's see, anybody have any questions real quick, yes sir? I would have just gone ahead because god's the one's going to have to deal with truth and and it's the truth that's going to save them I, I guess how it, that illustration for that story is really near and dear to our heart, because for many years we knew my wife's parents were in heaven. And, and to deal with that part thing it really is now we found out uh they died in 90 and 92, we found out in 2006. A lady had gone by their house and talked to them about Christ, and they both accepted Christ as Savior. But but it is hard, let's be honest. To, to put his mom in hell is a hard thing. Right, but, yeah, I, I just... Yeah, I, I just continue on and, and just, you know, just be honest. And, and you know, obviously you're not going to say, hey, your mom is in, it, in hell. But if they understand what you're saying, they can they draw their own blue cans, obviously. But I'm going to just continue on uh, because I, it's truth that they've got a deal. All right? So anybody else? All right, let me, let me go to uh, learn to illustrate spiritual principles. Learn to illustrate spiritual principles. Again, uh, we know Jesus taught, and he taught Nicodemus. He must be born again, all right? Uh, he, he, he's uh, taught, uh, the woman at the well about living water. Remember after they had fish sandwich Sunday? What was the next uh Illustration that Jesus used. Some of y'all are looking at me like fish sandwich. Yeah, where he fed the five thousand. Amen. When that fish it's fish sandwich Sunday, amen. Uh, so after after he fed the five thousand, what was the next thing he talked to him about? Anybody remember? It's the bread of life. So we we always used, he would take a natural event and give it a spiritual understanding, if you would. So learn to illustrate spiritual principles. I was talking to a lady uh, up in Maine uh, back in April. She's from France. And she just, she was agnostic. She said, didn't believe in anything, really. She did not. She believed in evolution, that we all came from uh, you know, the big bang and all of that. So I, I took my watch off my wrist and I, I asked her, I said, Now, look, I, I said, uh, I, I just got this for Christmas. I said, what, what what does that say there? What kind of watch is that? <laughs> the Buller watch. A very nice watch. I mean, I don't know about you, but to me, I, that's a pretty nice watch. And I, I said, Now, if, if I took this watch, I shook it up in my hand, threw it up there, and it hit the table. I said, "Would you expect it to land like this?" He said, "Well, no." I said, "What what does it take for a watch to come out like this?" Well, it takes a designer. Obviously, the spiritual application. It it took a designer to create us to create this. Now, she still didn't get saved, but I I promise you this. God used that illustration to help her to understand. There's a designer. This did not happen by vain. Amen. There's a designer. There are all kinds of uh, illustrations I I use uh, quite often. Uh, Maybe uh, if somebody is trying to say that they get to heaven by their good work. Then I, I will use an illustration of, I say that I had a dirty dish, and I have a dirty rag, and I, I take that dirty rag and begin to wash that dirty dish. What what good is it going to do? Y'all help me out? Nothing. And see, the truth is, we are dirty. What it takes is something clean, and that something clean is the Lord Jesus Christ. He washed that, that filth. All right. Let uh, I me mean, let me look at a couple of illustrations here again that I've written down. Cookie story. Uh, I, I use that one quite a bit in uh, uh, helping folks to understand their their sinners. All right. A, a lot of folks will uh, they they don't want to accept the fact that they've sinned uh, and and that it's their fault. They're they're not that bad a person. How I many y'all have ever? Heard had somebody tell you, you know, everybody's sin. I mean, that that's when we use that verse, uh, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned sin comes short of the glory of God. See, they like that. Everybody, everybody's done wrong. Oh, yeah, I know that. But see, what God wants to do is nail it down to them individually that they chose sin. And so I'll use a story from when I was a little kid. Well, I'll ask them this first how old were you when mom sat you down and taught you how to tell a lie? Well, listen, the truth is, mom never taught you how to lie. And in fact, if she taught you lying, she's fixing to wear you out. Amen? And so then I'll give them the, the cookie story, which is, when I was a little boy, I, I think I was maybe four or five years old, my mom was leaving and going next door to Miss Bagley's house. And I asked her, mom, can I have some cookies? said no because she left oh I got up on the counter I got in a cookie jar it was Oreos what do you two, four or five what are you supposed to do you get Oreos amen I got crumbs all over my face crumbs all over the counter mom walks in Scott you been in that cookie jar and you don't tell me what I say no no listen nobody had to teach me how to lie like that I did not want to get in trouble. See, it will help them to understand. Nobody ever taught them how to lie. And I'll always tell them, listen, you know how to lie, and I know something about you. You're good at it. Amen. Just, uh, again, a simple illustration to help them to see a spiritual truth. Uh, let's see. Uh, y'all reach up and touch the ceiling there. Go ahead, reach up and touch it. How come you can't touch the ceiling? Huh? There you go, too short. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come what? Short of the glory of God. If we want to help them to understand. They fall short of heaven because of their sin. Alright? Just again, just a simple illustration that helps them them to understand that. a spiritual principle all right uh, let's see uh, I, I like Christmas when I'm explaining the gift of God I like Christmas uh, because uh, my wife gets me stuff and it don't cost me nothing yeah, yeah right uh, <laughs> yeah I'll do that I'll roll uh, and but the the principle is this listen you ever and, and I'll use it in you know, especially in talking about the resurrection, and stuff, how Christ paid for our sin. Uh, there's, there's something about a gift to the person getting the gift is free. To the person giving the gift, they must pay the price. To understand, Jesus paid the price. It says, uh, "For the wages of sin is death." The gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Understand this, folks. I had gotten caught up in, in earlier years of just talking about Jesus living and dying. But that's not the gospel. See, have you ever th- stopped and thought, why is the resurrection important? I'll ask folks that. Have you ever thought about why it's important? Think on this. Listen, it's important because it proved Jesus had victory over sin and death, thereby he... He alone can forgive him. See, a lot of people die for religious purposes. But Jesus died and rose again, proving he could forgive. Him. So, and again, just just simple il- illustration there. Let me, let me move on here. Uh, I, 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 man, being spiritually prepared, uh, I, I really cannot express enough. It, it, it's if we'd understand, folks, we need to be spiritually prepared and every one of us know. Listen, we ought to daily. Amen. The Bible is clear that the, the inward man is renewed what? Day by day. And if we, we if we go out unprepared then then we are not only hurting ourselves, but we're hurting the folks that we're talking to. And not that God can't overcome that, but why should he have to overcome it? I mean, we all know that is one of the biggest things Satan uses against us. I'll not ask for a show of hands this evening, but I find the majority of you didn't even read your Bible in pray
1: Shame on you.
0: Man, we we've got to have God's help I don't know about y'all but anybody in here like me you get tired of your own sin. i do and the reason that i fail is because i'm not spiritually prepared i got in a battle that i was not prepared to win. when we go out so it is a much that we be spiritually prepared putting on that whole armor and being prayed up and then trusting God, trusting the Holy Spirit of God to do the work. Uh, we don't have to worry about being nervous and leading them in some prayer. I, I'd say this, man. I've seen this, preacher. I know you've seen it. Don't be a spiritual fruit loop. Y'all know what, what a spiritual fruit loop is? You get to talking to somebody, and all of a sudden,
1: just to talk to
0: I mean, your speech. Comes somehow flowing and, and, and mysterious and spooky. Yeah. There's some people that pray like that. I mean, they, they start praying and they, all of a sudden their voice gets mysterious. If y'all understand Christianity is not mysterious and spooky. And I have seen people, I'm serious, they get out there and start talking to people. And all of a sudden their voice they become spiritual fruit though. People are looking at them like, what is wrong with you? Can can y'all understand? Listen, folks don't want to be a nut. And if we if we portray Christianity as being a nut, then they're, they're not going to want that. Let me go through one more thing and we've got to quit, alright? Always leave the door open to the next soul. I I've heard folks talk about this kicking the dust off your feet I remember jesus told the possible to do that and i'm not for that again i'd say this you don't know where god is in the process some sometimes we're planting seeds sometimes we're watering the seeds and and listen i believe god takes things seriously when it's in his book and when he told them to kick the dust off their feet preacher he's telling them i'm too and I, I don't know if God had listened to us or not, but I'm not going to kick the dust off my feet just because somebody wouldn't listen to me. Be careful. Leave the door open. Don't, don't, don't be unkind or rude to somebody. Uh, leave the door open to the next time. Because you never know that maybe the next guy they talk to, they might, they might listen to. Something might be going on in their life. In their life at that time, they'll say, hey, I ought to listen to it. not. So, amen. All right, any any other questions? I'm going to stop there. It's already 20 after. Any other questions? Yes, sir. Say, I don't have dead space. I, I, again, I, I would say it like this. A soldier needs to know the gospel like that winner needs to know the gospel like a soldier knows his weapon. Uh, those those four spiritual principles just rolled off my tongue. The fact that sin, consequences sin, revenue sin, individual response to the gospel. I don't use those words anymore, but those spiritual principles I use, and I have and again, I've been winning folks to the Lord since I think it the first time it was over 38 years ago, so I uh, you know, it's just practice. It's practice and experience. It's exactly right. I Use what you know in that New Testament, wherever it is. In the back, it, it, there's a, the very last printed page in that New Testament that I have printed. There's a, a page that says this, how to have forgiveness of sin and eternal life in heaven. You can read that to somebody, and they get saved. I, I wrote it in such a way. I, I, I wrote tracks that you can take and read that track, so that so that uh, you know they can uh, hear that and get saved. I, I'm not a big proponent of the tracks that just say "factor sin," or, you know, acknowledge that you're a sinner, and gives a verse. and So on. I, there's a lot of churches that use that. I, I've, and I, I've just learned and experienced practice, working at it, being my best but if you're new man, then, then I, I would encourage you to several things go with somebody that knows how I do this and, and so when in training I, I partner people up and they lead one another to the Lord, start out just by introducing themselves because that can be awesome uh, introduce yourself then uh, go the five approach question. then add to it the message and the clothes I wish I had more time to go through the clothes the clothes is so important folks they must understand what our objective is so that when we get to the close, because a lot of people freeze up on drawing the net man don't freeze up on drawing the net that is another big thing from Satan to Try to keep us, because we, we think, well, what if, what if they didn't understand? What if they don't mean it? It's none of your stinking business. It's not your business. I mean, let let God deal with that. Well, what if I lead them into false profession? I get that, but God knows their heart. I, let me let me illustrate it like this. I remember. I was maybe uh, 10, 12 years old, been to summer camp. And the last night, the preacher preached on hell. Boy, everybody went forward that night. I went forward and made a profession, you know, went home to church and gave a testimony like all the youth do. And on Monday, I'm out riding my bicycle with David Brown, my best friend. And David said, did you really get saved in camp? folks know whether he said he's not so and I just try to leave that in here Lord, I, I am not it's not my job to figure out whether it's my job to just tell him and to be my best and tell him amen alright amen yes sir bem hey,